0: Welcome to True Paranormal, the podcast with your host, Leo Rizzutti. Every week, we will explore such topics as ghosts, demons, poltergeists, haunted history, time shifts, cryptozoology, and other aspects of the paranormal through listener-submitted accounts, documentary studies, and interviews with the investigators that dedicate their lives to searching for proof of the unknown. So get a fresh cup of coffee, dim the lights, relax get ready for a short visit to the realm of the true paranormal. Hi guys, Leo Rizzuti here. Welcome to another episode of True Paranormal, the podcast. I'd like to start off by saying I'm sorry to you guys that we haven't had an episode in the last couple of weeks. I have been out on the road quite a bit and then came back with some kind of a mystery bug. Not sure it exactly what it was. I don't really get sick very often, but man, it knocked me on my butt for a period of about a week and a half. I'm just now recovering. So if I sound a little throaty or a little coffee, I'm sorry, guys, um, that is just a little bit of the bug I have left over in me, but doing much better now, and I'm kind of glad for that because we have a great guest on the show this week. Uh, I ran into this guy on Twitter, actually where I found a link to his page called The Mystery Press. And this guy has a lot of great information there, a lot of stories, things that I haven't really given a whole lot of thought until I started reading about it. And he not only does stories on kind of the cryptids and the unknown mysteries that are out there, but he does a lot of his own investigations too. He lives in a small town up in the Great White North, and there seems to be a lot of things happening in his area, which he has access to, which we're glad for, but it definitely makes his life kind of interesting, to say the least. But he was gracious enough to sit down with us this afternoon and chat, and hope you guys are ready for what is a very enjoyable conversation with my guest, MP of The Mystery Press. Hey, guys, Leo Rizzuti here. Welcome to another episode of True Paranormal, the podcast. I would like to introduce you guys to my guest this week. We're going to call him MP, and MP is the, uh, I guess you're the, the owner and the, the main writer, is that correct, for Mystery Press? Yes, it is. Awesome, awesome. And if you guys have never visited his blog, he has got some of the most interesting articles that he's done all the research on he's done the investigations on things like that of anybody i've ever seen he has explored all kinds of avenues of the unknown of just weird events (laughs) it's it's no other way to really describe it because it kind of runs you kind of run the whole the whole gamut of things that people would want to explore but um a lot of what you do is is cryptids and things like that is that correct Yes, that is. Okay. So, at any rate, I'm glad that we were able to connect. We had some problems uh, with our phone services not wanting to match up, but we finally got a good connection here, or semi-good, and we're glad to have you on the show. Thank you for joining with us.
1: Well, thank you for having me on your
0: show. Do I sound really mechanical or grainy on your end? No, you sound natural. Okay, because it sounds really... Darth Vadery on on my end. So it, I'm at any you, rate, man, they don't they don't want us talking. <laughs> you know, it's it's weird. Um, let's let's actually let's explore that a little bit uh, because y- you say they don't want us to start talking, which is not. I don't think that's a crazy thing to say because. I know I had uh, – I've got an investigation group that does haunting investigations that I work with, and we were supposed to go investigate a tavern tap house. And the day that we went or I went to go to meet with these folks, we had – we got halfway there. We stopped to get gas, and I had left my credit card at home. So we had to drive all the way back home to get my card so that we could get gas to drive all the way back out there. And you're talking about, you know, a two-hour trip. So then whenever we get there, the hotel that I had booked did not have my reservation, Mm -hmm. and my credit card would not work there. So I called the guy that I was going to do the investigation with. And at this point, this was like 2 o'clock in the morning. I was supposed to meet him at 3 in the morning. And I said, you know, all kinds of things are going wrong. And he told me he was actually about to call me because the other folks on his team, he had had, he personally had had uh, his car breakdown that day. One other person on the team had been in a car accident. Another person had been, had gotten sick that morning and was actually in the hospital. And the lady that ran the tavern that was supposed to let us in had a death in the family that morning and couldn't and had to reschedule. And it was like there's no way that that stuff just happens by coincidence. So sometimes, (laughs) sometimes things just don't want you to get together. (laughs) So no, I
1: agree with you
0: wholeheartedly on that. I've had that stuff happen to me too. So it's just bizarre that you know sometimes when you try to get together with folks, it just doesn't seem to work. And this was obviously one of the times. But the good news is we got together. So. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> That's the main thing. <laughs> and uh, why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Give us a background um, about where you come from, and really what got you into doing this kind of writing and this kind of uh, these kind of articles.
1: Well, <clears throat> well, I'm, I'm, well, what can I say? Actually, I'm, just, I'm an ordinary guy. I have an ordinary job, an ordinary life. Uh, I've the, the one thing I've always found was that I've always found myself in, in predicaments. Now, I'm not saying just like weird predicaments or anything like that, but paranormal predicaments where I'd go for a walk, you know, in the woods or whatever with my dog or my wife or friends or whatever, and all of a sudden there'd be dead silence. I always feel like something's watching me. Uh, I've always felt like I always have an acute connection with the unknown. I've always found myself almost – it's always this weird connection I have. Uh, I always know when something bad's about to happen, and I always remove myself from that situation. Then, boom, something bad will happen. Like, I, uh, like for, what can I say? Like a year ago, I was supposed to go on this road trip with a few friends, right? And I had this really weird feeling that I was I, I was not meant to go on this road trip. Something bad was going to happen. so mm-hmm. I was, So I told them I was like, you know, I'm not doing this. No, I don't have a good feeling about this. And then all of a sudden, boom, car accident. Right? Wow. Uh, yeah. And I've I've always seen things too. Like I've always seen shadow people and stuff like that in the corner of my eye at a very young age. I've always had a strong a strong connection with with the uh, with ghosts and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like I've always I always feel like I'm able to like I I can feel their presence and whatnot. I'm not trying to sound. What's, what's that word like I'm not clairvoyant or anything like that I'm right not right I'm not at all but I've always right. I've always seen things which I know kind of sounds a little out there but like it's 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 not <laughs> like <laughs> no, so never tapped into the river of, of info
0: right and I, and I understand exactly where you're coming from I, I have always kind of had the ability to sense things. But I would never, you know. I joined a group today on Facebook, and they—the first thing they ask on the the little the little entry questions is, "Are you gifted?" And I I I don't know if I'm gifted. I don't call myself gifted. I Ooh. think I think that I might have some special talents, but you know, I'm thinking, well, okay, I can I can roll my tongue, <laughs> I can whistle. <laughs> does, does that make you gifted? So, um, so you, you say you, you, you've been experiencing these since a young age. Do you remember the first time you had an experience, say, with a shadow person? Yes, actually.
1: I was six years old. I was living in Ontario in this duplex with my parents. My father was working in town, and my mom was a stay-at-home mom. And I had a sister. She was about a year and a year and a bit. And so at a young age, you know, you're told, you know, when, you, when, you're, when you're thirsty or whatnot, you know, you go downstairs and get a glass of water, whatever, Right. So I'd mm-hmm. go downstairs and it was it was like a weird duplex, right? Because like you had the main floor, which was, you know, the kitchen, the living room. Then you had to go up like this flight of stairs. It was about 40 or 50 stair- steps. Mm-hmm. And then you mm-hmm. had the upstairs. And so going down there as a kid, you know, you kind of, you know, it's like, whatever. It's dark, you're tired. And then you go get yourself a glass of water and you drink it and you go up. But when I got a glass of water, I turned around and while I was drinking it, I saw something you know, right by the front door, which is right by the main staircase going up to the bedrooms, right? So as I'm drinking this, I drop my glass of water and the glass shatters. And I'm not going to deny this, but, you know, as a little kid, I pissed my pants, right? right? You know, you don't expect to be seeing a six foot tall person who you can't make out their features when the lights are on. And, you know, if that makes any sense wow so yeah exactly right and then when i turned around right for some whatever reason i had this feeling that i should turn around and i turn around and then all of a sudden that you know it's like something something has control over me so all of a sudden i turn around and all of a sudden it's like boom
0: i'm back to normal right and i turn around nothing's there wow that's that's a bizarre story Wow, yeah. I, I, that would that would kind of I, I can imagine at six years old that would kind of set you on a different track for life for sure. <laughs> well, it's the, I've always I've always
1: been able to see this stuff right, and like no matter what, and I can't escape it. Like I don't want to see this stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want this, you know. But it it, just, it happens, and you know I put it out there for free. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's like what I it's like what I tell people I put it out there for free because I don't want fame and notoriety. Uh, right. I just want to put this out there because you know what I shouldn't be making money off the stuff that I see. I just want to inform and educate. You know, you, you get you get a lot of these people who, you know, I, I don't want to name any names, but they, they make a living <laughs> off of it.
0: Right, uh, right.
1: But I'm not like that. You know, I want to wake up and go to my nine to five job. I want to, <laughs> I want to be able to retire one day with a nice
0: pension. You know, right, but, right, yeah. Wow. So when, when you say you, you see these, are you seeing, cause I kind of have a theory about this. Are you seeing these things out of the corner of your eye? Or are you seeing them straight on or is it a mix of things? It's or? a mix. It's a mix. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was, I've, I've got a theory that you see these out of the corner of your eye because your eyes don't filter as well on the corner of your eye. So mm-hmm. your, your mind isn't able to, to filter. Well, that isn't real. So mm. things, things that are, that are there, but that you normally wouldn't accept as being legitimately there, you're able to actually see out of the corner of your eye. But you're seeing things straight on. You're seeing things full blown. This thing's right in front of me. Well, exactly.
1: Yes. And, and at such a young age that, that I don't want to say it traumatized me, but it pushed me into the, the right direction, as it were, to investigate. And to uh, th- to dedicate a good chunk of my life to investigating these sorts of things.
0: Okay. So how how did you how did you go about that? How did you get started in that? Did you just do a lot of reading? Did have you always written on these subjects, or how did how did you really get into doing what you do now? Well, it was a mix of things. Right before uh, I would just see these things and then I would just
1: try to ignore them. And then as I got older, I was like, you know what? No, I can't really talk about these things to my parents or to friends or whatever, because they're going to think I'm, I'm, you know, batshit crazy. I
0: don't know if I'm allowed to <laughs> swear on your show. You, you can swear all you want. <laughs> okay, perfect. We try not to drop any F-bombs, but other than oh, that. That's, that's fine. That's fine. I didn't <laughs> want to think people would think I was
1: crazy and be ostracized. So I kept it a lot to myself. And then it right. came to the point where I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to start reporting on these things, you know, with mm-hmm. the whole uh, with the paranormal and the occult stuff, and and I just it just
0: came, uh, you know, and I just started it like that. Now your 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 blog that you have is actually more. Like, I consider it more like a website than a blog because to me a blog is just you know somebody keeping like a diary. You're actually doing research, you're actually writing articles, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, how long have you been doing that? Uh,
1: I've been doing that for, well, I've been posting it on, on the website and whatnot for know, a couple of months now,
0: but okay. I've been, you know, been
1: recording a lot of this stuff for a while. I got binders and binders of information. <laughs> wow.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. sounds like a heck of a project to put all that stuff on online where, and I, and I appreciate your attitude of, you know, I'm here to educate people. I feel, I feel the same way myself with, with the podcast. Sure, I'm, I want to entertain people, but more than entertaining people, I want to help people out as much as I can. And I want to educate folks, uh, on, in areas where they're not necessarily getting an education on it. Just it, the things you like to talk about is it's a legitimate. They don't get educated on it because people a lot of times don't want folks to be educated on it. Uh, the stuff I, I deal with mostly with connies and things like that, people kind of just poo poo and shove to the side and. Which is disheartening to me, but you know, so I, I like to teach people the reality of it, and I like to tell people that, yeah, you're not necessarily crazy if you're experiencing this. There's other people out there that are experiencing the same things.
1: Oh, exactly, and I couldn't agree more. And and there's a lot of people that we know when they find out and they're you know and they read your stuff or they watch videos on it, they think you're crazy automatically because they're taught at such a young age that there's no such things as monsters. You know right. the, the whole the whole path of evolution is is from point A to point B to point C. There's no branching off. You know, and and you're told that at a very young age, though. But then you find out there's certain things in the, in histories, in the you know the history of Greece with the uh, the Minotars and mm-hmm. Centaurs and whatnot like that, and and the Egyptians with the uh, the the Anubises. And I know I, I know I screw that bit up, but. You know, why else would people be talking about this stuff if it wasn't real? You know, you wouldn't see this in, in like, history books or whatnot, but they have it all laid out there in their history almost, you know?
0: Right, right. And the the assumption is that they were just making this stuff up to, as, as like, bedtime stories or something like that or cautionary tales. And my mindset has always been where there's got to be a kernel of truth to something somewhere, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so is there anywhere where you is, and this this might be getting kind of on the edge of of what you would be feel comfortable answering or not? but is there anything where you would say, okay, this is where I draw the line. This is definitely too wacky even for me to 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 believe there's any legitimacy to it, or are you one of those folks that that uh, where I kind of am where I just like well, if people tell me they've seen this or people tell me they've experienced it. Who am I to tell tell them that they're lying?
1: Uh, I, I'm on that path. Uh, I cannot tell you if you're if you're telling me the truth or if you're just bull faced lying to me. Uh, if if you see something, I'm going to take your word for it because, in all honesty, what point of line do you have on that subject, right? Right. You know, like it, if you if you were to tell me, hey uh, MP, uh, you know there's there's a rise of mutilated cats in my neighborhood. I'm going to be like, okay, well, you know, show me the photos and show me the stuff and whatnot. And then I get that stuff sent to me and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to tell I'm going to, I'm going to believe you, but I'm not going to post those photos on my
0: website. Right. <laughs> you know, right? exactly. Exactly. That's how I am. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So one of the things that I really, I was really excited to talk to you on, on the, on this broadcast for a couple of reasons. First off, we've chatted back and forth quite a bit and, and I love doing that, but I found with you somebody that I could kind of connect with as far as I think you have the same kind of mindset that I have when it comes to maybe the nature of reality and the nature of the world around us. Well, um, what would you say is, do you, or do you even have a personal theory about what I would call the nature of reality and, and how that it ties into what people consider paranormal experiences?
1: I honestly think, and this is just my theory, on it you can agree with or disagree with it. I think that we are pretty much living in a world where we have a lot of people with their blinders on. And I'm not saying that it's blinders due to uh, mysticism or whatnot. I think it's just plain ignorance. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can walk down the street and you could see somebody walking towards you. and You know something isn't right. You know something's not right with them. Maybe it's how they uh, – how maybe it's their aura. Maybe it's just this feeling you have over them, and you automatically ignore it because, you know, you don't want to get involved. You know, it's it's like – and I'm going to use this, this example. Uh, you have to excuse me. I'm getting over a throat infection.
0: Oh, uh, no, no, that's fine. I, and, I, and it, uh, you know, I haven't posted a, a broadcast in a couple of weeks just because I've also been – not on my deathbed sick, but I've been pretty sick the last couple of weeks. And so I'm in the same boat. I'm getting over some, some pretty nasty stuff myself. Oh, perfect. I'm not alone then. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I, I want to use this example. Uh, there was this – I want to use two examples. There was this woman in, the, in New York. Uh, she got attacked and brutally murdered, uh, and 20-something or 30-something people heard it, and nobody did anything about it. Uh, we like to, the masses like to not get involved because you know, the second you're involved, then your name's out there. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's it's almost it's almost like nobody cares. You know, if you see something, like something doesn't feel right, nine times out of ten, no one's going to report it. Uh, my my second example is that uh, is that of Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, nobody saw him ever go into his apartment with groceries or go to the grocery store or whatever, <laughs> but they always smelled him cooking something. And that never raised a red flag with anybody. Like, Come on. But nobody wants to do anything about it. Cause then all of a sudden you got to talk to the cops. You got to deal with this. You got to deal with that. And there's a lot of things out there that we don't understand and we'll never understand because a lot of the people that see it just don't want to get involved with it. They don't want to, they don't want people thinking they're crazy they don't want people to think they're just making enough for attention or for money. Um, you know, and that's just the way it is. Like a lot of people just, just turn a blind eye to it. And I think that's really
0: sad. So, so how much of that do you think is, because what you're describing is just kind of a self-imposed blinder where I'm going to ignore it intentionally because I, you know, I just don't want to get involved. I don't want to, you know, I'm in the middle of my own business. I'm not going to waste half my day dealing with this thing. Um, how much of that do you think is is self imposed, and how much of that do you think is the culture we grew up in, and or the, our actual biology, where we're where we're pre wired to filter out this stuff?
1: I think we're pre wired. I think I think it's a mixture. I think it's pre wired, and I think it's just the generation, right? Because mm-hmm. because you're taught at such a young age not to
0: trust authoritarian figures, depending on where you grew up. Right, right, uh, I grew you know, up in the country in North Carolina, and we're taught the police are your buddies and you're your friends, and you should trust them implicitly because you know every police officer you go to church with them and you you know you went mm-hmm. you go, go to school with their kids or you grew up with them, so you you of course you trust them, but it's not quite the same thing in a big city
1: exactly uh, or like a small town right you're you're kind of you know, you don't want to report you saw a, a Bigfoot to the police because all of a sudden, blammo, you're on that crazy don't respond list.
0: Yeah, exactly. So there, there, exactly.
1: There's, there's a lot of that, right? It's, you know, it's it's the reason why I do what I do is because, you know, I have people that tell me stuff and, you know, whatnot. But I think it's a mixture of both, if that makes any sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I have, um, I have a, a thought that uh, I've actually kind of – been pondering for a while as far as uh, the nature of reality, things like that. Um, and it, a lot of it comes from a book I've read several years ago called The Daemon, um, which a, a daemon is is not a demon. It's but it's kind of spelled like demon. But it's a it's almost like a muse. It's a spirit that gives you advice uh, that comes from Greek legends. And the guy that wrote this book was talking about the nature of reality and how people experience things that they can't explain, deja vu, things like that. And one of the things he was talking about was the fact that the people that have weird experiences where they see things that other people can't explain or that other people don't see are usually more subject to seizures. They're more subject to migraines, things like that, other brain ailments. But then also, they, they have certain, certain psychoses. Like uh, a lot of people, they, they say they're, um, that they end up being schizophrenic. And they don't know if it's, if it's that they're seeing these things because they're schizophrenic or if you become schizophrenic because you see these things. But mm-hmm. his, his theory is that the brain is, of course, a filter. We actually, what you see in front of you and what you hear, things like that, is only 1% to 2% of the actual input coming into your brain. And you can't handle all the input coming in, so you're pre-wired to filter the stuff out. And certain people aren't pre-wired correctly. They, they're, they take in all this information, so they see other realities. They see you know parallel universes. They see things that are normally hidden from sight with other people. Um, have you ever heard of anything like that? Yes, I have, actually. I, I have seen people who said they've seen things.
1: Uh, I've I've seen people who've witnessed things. I've not seen. I met them. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. they've witnessed things and witnessed things that you would not really make up. And in my opinion, I don't think a lot of people would want to make up stuff that they saw. Just no, just no, because they don't want people to think they're crazy, right? Right. And, you know, especially
0: they, in the age we live in, with the internet, it's so easy to just become ridiculed for what well, you're yeah. what you're telling the truth. You're telling what you saw. Exactly, and and
1: in this day and age, with everybody using medications, pharmaceuticals, uh, you know, to cure to cure everything, you, you know, and a lot of these people that are you know jacked up on you know antipsychotics, you know, you know antidepressants, anti anxiety pills, whatever, you know, there's there's a good chunk of people that need them, but there's a small percentage that don't need them, and they're only taking them because people think they're crazy because they've seen something. Right, uh, right. I, I've I, I've seen that happen before, you know, where somebody says, you know, they say, I've I've seen, you know, I've I've seen Bigfoot and whatnot and all this stuff, and then everybody ridicules them, you know, and it's like, well, h- who who are you to you know ridicule them?
0: Right. I, that frustrates me to no end when when somebody I'll talk to somebody about an experience that they've had and they'll tell me I'm you're you're the only person I can tell about this because everybody else makes fun of me, and I'm thinking, who in the heck are they? To, to, to basically call you a liar to exactly. say to say you didn't experience what you said it now it's different if you're if you're trying to sell a TV program or you're trying to sell you know a, a you know a, a book or something like that where you're trying to say you know this happened to me and you need to believe that this happened to me and this is all into and that, but they won't talk to, to you about it freely that then some red flags might pop up but if you're just having a conversation with somebody, that's just a buddy of yours or you're just sitting down over a cup of coffee and they're talking to you about it, what do they have to gain by lying about it? It just, I I never understand that. And that that goes back to, you know, religious experiences people have or, you know, where they say that they experienced miracles or things that they've seen or coincidences where they say, yeah, you know, I was thinking, you know, I was wearing a Will Wheaton shirt the other day and I ran into Will Wheaton on the street. Well why would they tell why would they lie about that why would they tell me that if it didn't actually happen
1: well well exactly no who who who'd everyone admit they met will Wheaton I mean come on <laughs> <laughs> like, you know Luke hard yeah totally but not exactly.
0: will Wheaton. no no i mean if you if you met, if you meet will Wheaton on the street and your whole dream the whole your whole life has been to meet some members of the Star Trek cast and you meet will Wheaton. That's got to be, like, the most disappointing day of your life. It's like, oh, oh okay. Yeah, Will, hi. You're, you're great. Good. go away now.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I would have the same reaction if I ever met uh, any, like, if I ever met Zach Bagans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, like, I agree totally with what you say, you know, with what you said about, like, people who put it out there who only talk about it for money. And that's, that's another reason why I find, like, the whole ghost-searching community and I'm not going to say hunt. I'm not going to say ghost hunting because honestly, you're not out there to hunt. You're out there to try to make contact.
0: Right. You know, and, and most, so, most of the good guys are out there just trying to contact and gain evidence.
1: Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't go out hunting, you know, huh, you no know, hunting Bigfoot. You're trying to communicate. You're trying to, uh, to prove some, to prove its existence. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, uh, I always, I always find that funny when people say that, uh, Especially the like, like not you. I'm not saying you. Uh, like well, so you get you're people exactly. Like <laughs> oh, I can't say that. I like yeah. Uh, but so you get like the whole ghost hunting thing, right? Like the whole uh, like I don't, I don't want to, you know, badmouth anything because uh, that's not my style. But yeah, I've seen not don't,
0: don't, don't, don't badmouth Zach. My my daughter has a huge crush on him. Oh, so. okay. Never mind. What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, but what I? Yeah, I Fine. Um. I, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say this, though. If, if you're doing something and you're trying to, like, prove the existence of other beings, interdimensional creatures, ghosts, whatnot, uh, there's always that fine line between uh, Shuckster and, uh, you know, Truth, truth Teller. Mm-hmm. And I always find that that fine line is always crossed when the promise of financial gain is on the table. You know, right because those that are those that are determined that are dedicated that that are really out there looking for truth uh, are the ones who, who don't ask for money who don't want money and often right. the ones that are ridiculed but right like the ones who want you know television shows and movie deals those are the ones that that are believable you know those are mm-hmm. the ones where people believe them but you know the ones who do it for free who are just doing it just to prove something prove mm-hmm. scientifically. You know, those are the ones that are always ridiculed. And I always find that to be quite, quite funny.
0: Well, I I think, I think that our culture kind of hardwires us these days to automatically believe celebrities beyond anybody else. It doesn't matter what their area of expertise is. It doesn't matter what, what, what else they might say that doesn't make any sense. If they're on TV or they're famous, you're going to believe, you're going to take them as being more credible than anybody else for whatever reason. And, you know, I'm, I, I like Tina Fey, but if Tina Fey gave me advice on how to fix my car, I don't know that I would necessarily believe her. <laughs> you know, now, if she told me how to be a comedic actress, sure, why not? She knows yeah, yeah. what she's talking about with that. Exactly. <laughs> now, that, now that we've alienated about 80% of the, the paranormal community. <laughs> no, but you don't know um, what the 20%, though, are the ones who are trying to seek truth. Right. Now, and I take that as an advance. Exactly. Exactly. And and there are a lot of folks that you know. It, the great thing about the paranormal paranormal community is that you can really use the grocery store method. You can really go in and you know, like I like I like Chip Coffee. I like him personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like a lot of his politics. I don't agree with him in a lot of areas of life, but. He tries to do a lot of good things for people, and I appreciate that about him. And so I'm never, I'm never going to badmouth chip, chip Coffee. I just, whenever I communicate with Chip Coffee, we're just not going to talk politics, man. You know? Exactly. <laughs> you know, and that's the great thing about the paranormal community is you've got, because you've got people who have had experiences where they've already been ridiculed, where they've already been kind of marginalized by society, a lot of times people are a little more accepting. Of, well, hey, I like you for, for 75 80% of what you are, and I'm just going to ignore the twenty 25% that I don't care about, you know?
1: Yeah, you know, like, and, and it's a good thing that you said that, well, you brought it up, because I've, I've seen that in a lot of the Facebook communities, you know, there's a lot of ridicule, and there's a lot of, you know, a lot of nonsense there, because everybody wants to turn it into, like, some kind of political discussion, Mm-hmm. or they want to talk about it and kind of compare it to what's going on in the world today mm-hmm. and it's just so absurd you know it's so absurd how how much how much in infighting there is
0: right where, where there doesn't need to be there really doesn't yeah. need
1: because you've got the guys the guys who are investigating ghosts and then you got the the crypto guys mm-hmm. and they always seem to argue with each other and then you got the ones that believe in interdimensional beings and then somebody mm-hmm. brings up Donald Trump. And it's like wait, like, what? Wait,
0: where did that come from?
1: <laughs> exactly, I've seen that happen a lot of times, and that's why a lot of the times I leave those groups because so I'm like, yeah, you know, it, it's cool to talk about whatever, but once you in politics, and it, it becomes a, it becomes a laughing stock. And, right. and, and who you see as, you know,
0: who you like as a politician, you know, it's none of my business. Right, you know, exactly, exactly, and that's that's the way because I'm. I'm very involved in politics. I love politics. Politics are actually one of the things that got me into doing broadcasts in the beginning. But that being said, this topic paranormal allows me to get away from that. And, and when I get away from it, I want to be away from it. Don't don't muddy my waters with your politics. Just just talk about ghosts, man, or talk about aliens or Bigfoot or whatever you want to talk about. Just not don't talk about. Politics, dude. <laughs> oh, exactly, and I and I, I agree with you entirely on that. So, here's here's a thought for you. Do you because you've you've seen a lot of things. You've Boy. honestly, you've had more experiences than 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 I've had for sure. You've had more experiences than than just about anybody I can think of off the top of my head with with seeing weird stuff. Um, so. Do you believe that we live, because this will kind of go into where these things possibly come from, do you think that we live concurrently alongside other dimensions and these things are leaking out of them and we're, we're peering into the other realm, or do you think that we only sporadically interconnect with that, or do you think these are all things that are physically in this dimension and readily available to us? So, uh, you know, it, from a scientific point of view, let's, let's take Bigfoot. Bigfoot, to me, is an actual creature out there that we could get DNA samples from. We could somebody could bag a Bigfoot. You know, they could they could kill one. I wouldn't recommend it because that would you would you'd be a pariah in the community. But you know, that's something that's potentially out there as a physical thing. Or do you think that we that we live alongside? Do you think that we live alongside other dimensions and these things just kind of pop out of them? How do you, where do you, where do these things come from? I guess is what I'm trying to say.
1: I I honestly believe we live amongst uh, live amongst a very thin line of other dimensions, other evolutionary points that break off. And now here here's my theory, and I talk about this in my book, um, which is free, so nobody can call me a hypocrite. Uh, that, <laughs> that 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 yeah, see, that uh, uh, that space and time is on a record. All right. Now the more mm-hmm. and more that record is played, there's more, more of a likely, you know, occurrence that it would skip, right? And the mm-hmm. needle will jump or whatnot. Mm-hmm. I think honestly, we're on a record and every little thing we see, like, uh, lay, may it be Bigfoot, may it be ghosts, whatnot, right? I think they're, I think it's on an interdimensional plane. Like we're, we're a, like there's little pockets, like a little doorway will open up. And then you'll see, on, you know, on the other side of that doorway, maybe a Bigfoot, maybe ghosts, maybe whatever, right? And then huh. as the needle touches the record again, boom, it closes. You know, little hiccups in the space-time continuum, if that
0: makes any sense. No, no, that, no that, and I, that's, that's an incredible thought. I've never actually had it so coherently put as you just did. What I, what I was kind of describing was, you know, is this something we interact with all the time, or are we bumping into it? And what you just described was, was us bumping into it, which yeah. would really explain why you have experiences where somebody said, you know, I, I saw this at this location, and you go out to that location, and there's no – I don't want to say there's no evidence to be found, but it can't be reproduced. Well, it's because we're not intersecting with that plane right at the moment. You can't reproduce something that just isn't there.
1: Well, it, you know, it, you hear a lot of stories of people, you know, who go out for walks and they're never seen again, you know, or like mm-hmm. people, like there was that, I forget the story, but anyways, this guy was like, you know, walking around, uh, you know, and he walked towards Skinwalker Ranch and this uh, Native American was like, Oh, don't go over there. You know, you're not going to come back. And the guy was like, mm-hmm. whatever. And he walks like 30, 40 feet and he just vanishes.
0: Right, no, I, I know then, I know exactly yeah. the story
1: you're talking about. Yeah. But then his family goes out there, and they're like, well, we walked out to where he is, and it's closed. Like, you know, we can walk, like, 20 miles, and nothing's going to happen. So I think that we are on this little loop. You know, it's the same thing with ghosts, right? You see a ghost in the house, and he walks up a flight of stairs, and there's a wall on the left side, and he goes left. Well, maybe 100 years ago, there was a door there. You know, mm-hmm. renovations closed that door off.
0: That's right. the way I look at it. Awesome. Awesome. With that with that being said, do you think it's something that in the future we'll be able to figure out a way to open up those doors a little bit more so that we can experience them more or, or replicate them more or do you think that's something that's just beyond us?
1: I think at a point in our lives and well this will happen outside of our existence but I think I think it's a possibility. I think mm-hmm. we shouldn't do it though because some things are best left Unseen, and I don't think a vast majority of the people can handle it. Like, can can you imagine if all of a sudden, you know, it opens up and whatnot, and you could see like eighty thousand years, you know, in the past or whatever, or or what if all of a sudden you see you you understand that you know Bigfoot's real, but you know the Bible tells you that's not real. Right. I don't think right. A lot of people to be able to handle that.
0: Right. Huh. Okay. See, I I I think people can handle it. I think people are flexible enough that, uh, you know, when when we discovered that the Earth went around the sun and not the other way around, that there was a there was a certain amount of revolt when it came to it, but people eventually just folded that knowledge into their lives. They just said, okay, well, this is this doesn't affect my faith. Cause my faith is my faith, but this is additional knowledge on top of it. So. I don't know, but but, but that th- that's one of those things that you would never know until it actually happened. Is the exactly, problem.
1: exactly, and, and it's funny that you use that example because re- remember a couple years ago they were trying to get all those popular rappers to say the Earth is flat. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> and Shaq even started doing it too, almost as if they're being paid off. Yep,
0: yep. I, I've got I've got some friends who are I don't want to say they're believers in flat Earth, but they have definitely pointed out some things to me and tried to get me to agree with them. And, and I just nod my head and say, okay, yeah, sure. I, that's great information. Thank you. And then I just go home with my day. <laughs> uh,
1: I was, I was, it's funny that you said that, cause I, I was working up North uh, doing my thing and somebody was trying to, trying to turn me on to that stuff. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay, and I just walk away halfway through his sentence. I can't be bothered with
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know what? At some point, you you get you get to that level where you're just like, okay, I've I've had enough of this. I'm just gonna leave now.
1: <laughs> well, well, it's funny because my boss saw everything. Right? He was like, he was like, "Whoa, MP." That was pretty rude of you, and I was like, "Well, you know what? This is what he was trying to tell me." And then my, and then he looked at me. And they looked at the other guy, and he was just shook his head. He's like, "You had every right to do that." <laughs> exactly, because <laughs> uh, I guess like his daughter is like an astronomer or something. Or she's going to school for astronomy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> just you know, oh my god, gotta deal with a lot of a lot of people who
0: aren't on the same wavelength no, 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 and and again you don't you're not being insulting by it, but you you also kind of have to protect yourself to a certain extent to oh, you have exactly. to protect what comes into you, mm-hmm. so do you delineate what is and is not paranormal then in your in your mind i mean i know in in my mind when I think paranormal, I tend to think that for example, ghosts haunting psychic events, things like that are paranormal but Bigfoot's not necessarily paranormal because that's something that's more normal to me because I can physically you know, if I if I if we I had a Bigfoot in front of me, I could touch Bigfoot. So to me that's more normal. Where and aliens and UFOs kind of fall into that realm. Or do you or do you just consider it all paranormal? Well
1: see here's the funny thing, and you're gonna call me crazy. I don't think any of it's paranormal. You know, I I think Mm -hmm. honestly, like, you know, Who's to say you can't touch a ghost?
0: Well, I, I know who? a lot of people who have been touched by ghosts. So.
1: Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> you know, and the whole uh, theory of uh, succubuses and whatnot—you know—that's all based mm-hmm. on that stuff too. You know, uh, honestly, I think I think paranormal is just a, is just an old fashioned term. You know, it, it's it's a term that just lumps everything together. Mm-hmm. You know? do and you think
0: that there's people, a better term?
1: Uh, hmm. I like to call it reality. Okay, <laughs> and nah, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Okay, yeah, because I like to because you know we're not the only beings here. You know there is evidence of ghosts. Mm-hmm. There's there's evidence of, of sea creatures that were once believed to be extinct, but they're popping up now.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: giant squids were deemed you know fantasy.
0: Oh, of course, like yeah,
1: ten years ago, and yeah. Now yeah. look at it. Uh, They keep saying there's megalodon sightings, or the that's what they are, right? Those giant sharks, megalodon. Yeah,
0: I would, I and you know, I would as much as I am not a big fan of swimming in the ocean because you know you become bait at that point. Mm -hmm. I would love if megalodon was still around, just so I could I could just say yes, that's another one that people said was gone, and it's not.
1: Well, I I can honestly imagine that they are they still exist because there was that what that. That one fish that was believed to be extinct, and they found it in the 50s. The South Africa. Yeah. Yeah, the coelacans. You know, and they're saying, like, you know, I, honestly, I think it's all reality. You know, it, it's obvious that aliens exist. It's obvious yeah. that ghosts exist. Uh, Bigfoot exists. Like, it's all in our reality. The only reason why it's called paranormal is just to kind of throw, uh, kind of throw, I, I don't want to use this term because, you know, I'm not that cool, but throw shade on it on the whole
0: existence of <laughs> everything. I'm. I'm not that cool. You. You. You just gained three points of street cred. Oh, sweet. <laughs> that. That puts you near the top in Canada. Actually, I think three oh, points. Wow. <laughs> nice. Now my whole life has a purpose. So. So your mindset is then that this is all. This is all just. It, it's nothing weird about any of this stuff, other than the fact that. We're not able to, everybody's not able to, to realize it, then oh, maybe. Exactly. Hmm, exactly. You
1: know, and that, that's the way I look at it. Like, I don't, I don't try to denounce anything, you know, mm-hmm. because we aren't, we aren't alone in, in this world. You know, we, we, you know, we've, we have, we have not explored every inch of this planet. Mm-hmm. You know, who's to say that who, who's to say what out, what we don't know is out there?
0: No, I mean we, we know more about the surface of the moon and the surface of Mars than we do about the bottom of the ocean. Exactly. For example, and you that's seventy percent of the globe. Yeah. Or flat Earth, whichever one you want to decide you believe. Flat Earth, whatever. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. You know, and and people go missing every day in in the in national parks, uh, you know, you know a- anywhere. People disappear and nobody seems to care you know like no. like where did you know where do these people go you know if that makes right.
0: sense like, am, I, am I trailing off no 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 I, I think I think that that's that's right in line with what with what we're talking about because uh, I and I, I've been trying to find some information on this case there was a case I heard about a couple of years ago where a guy and it might have been the skinwalker ranchman where he literally was walking a hundred yards from his house and he disappeared. Mm-hmm. And they searched for him for almost three weeks all over the countryside, and they were meeting at his house. And they found his body after like 13 or 14 days by the woodpile that was by his house where his, his clothes were, were perfectly clean but ragged. Like, like, mm-hmm. the, like he had been living in the same clothes and been out in the wilderness, but somebody had cleaned them and put him back on it. He was dead. You know, there was other kind of weird things associated with it, but the fact was, these folks were walking right by that woodpile every day, so it would have been been impossible for them to miss him over and over and over again. But somehow, he just reappeared, and you know, I, so I think that 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 goes right in line with what with what we're talking about, and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff fascinates me too. Well, well, up here, you know, we kind
1: of have the same thing though. It's with missing Indian women uh aboriginal women uh i don't know how pc your audience is i hope they're not that we're not we're
0: not pc, we're not PC at all so okay thank god about the pc stuff <laughs> oh thank you thank you uh, i i just but, this way, i don't care about the pc stuff and it's my show so if you care about the pc stuff then oh well i'm sorry <laughs> i don't i don't have time to be pc i'm 46 years old i, I don't have enough time left to be pc <laughs> <laughs> oh you you're awesome <laughs> uh, but there, there's a high, there's a high number
1: of of Indian women that become abducted and they vanish. Uh, I've no, never heard and, of this. Oh, it happens all the time in Canada. And there's even a, uh, there's even a, uh, I, I don't know what you call it, like an activist group, and they were trying to get the Canadian government more involved. And the Canadian government turned around and was like, "Not our problem." And really. And, yeah, and, you know, I have, I have a theory on that, though, right? Because, you know, testing on humans is prohibited. So with all these supersonic weapons that the government's creating, uh, you know, all these, like, satanic cults around us, you know, who's not mm-hmm. to say they're not being used to, uh, to, you know, further, you know, replenish the lust of those who, who do such things, right? Because right. Uh, I don't know if you remember the story out of Florida. I forget his name. But he he looked deranged or whatnot. Anyways, he, he said that he was responsible for three hundred murders, and he was a, he was acquainted with a satanic cult.
0: Really, and I know I've never I've so never heard he, of this one.
1: Lee, oh, whatever uh, I forget I forget his name. But he was the only criminal on death row to get pardoned by George W. Bush. What? Yeah. Really. Yeah, I for, I forget his name. And, and uh, my, my whole theory was that these aboriginal women were being taken by the government and used as human testing for, uh, as human guinea pigs mm-hmm. or being used as satanic, uh, for satanic rituals because right. there is a huge, uh, there is a huge underground, uh, community of Satanists, kind of like how Staten Island is the hugest, uh, has the hugest, uh, satanic population in North America. Mm -hmm. There are groups around where I live that do practice in the occult. And I've I've been reporting on this for a while now. And I've been getting threats, you know, know, via email. Because I always put my email address out there, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And and I've been getting strange knocks on my doors, you know, all hours of the night or whatnot. And I, I see a connection with this. And this is, it's exactly what I think it is. If that makes any sense. Uh, my medication is... Mm. I'm on antibiotics, so... <laughs> is if, it making you speedy, or? <laughs> No, no. If I'm going off topic a little bit, that, that's
0: why. Oh, no. No, it's fine. We we go off topic all the time here. So that's not a you're problem. Gonna edit that, you're going to edit that part out, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, we, we have a good editing process here, sure. <laughs> okay. perfect. Uh, so... But, so you mentioned, you know, some, uh, things that you've got through emails and stuff. like that. Have you really had a lot of pushback from any of your writings or investigations you've done?
1: Uh, yes, actually the, uh, when I've been, when I was investigating the satanic cult, which I had to stop for fear of my family's safety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple articles in there where I talk about, you know, animal mutilations and whatnot. And I had a contact, I had a contact and, uh, I lost communication with him. I had his phone number and everything like that. I tried calling him up, disconnected. I don't know what happened to him. Uh, maybe he just disappeared, you know, for his own safety. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, there was, so what, there there's all the human sa- uh, animal sacrifices. Oh, sorry.
0: No, it's fine. So, so why why do you think that that's that, why do you think that that's happening? I mean, is it just that people feel threatened by what you know? Do they not want the word getting out? Are they, um, is is it is it bigger than that? What why do you, why do you think those threats come in?
1: I honestly think a lot of people don't want to have their dirty laundry aired out because once you bring up Satanism and mm-hmm. animal sacrifices and grave robbing then then people start to take take a long hard look at the subject matter
0: right 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 and i and i and I would like to kind of delineate the the uh, just because my wife my wife doesn 't really listen to the podcast, so she 's not a podcast listener so but but for her benefit she she and I have this conversation all the time, and she points out, well, the Church of Satan is not a bad thing which to me, as a Christian, it kind of is, but whatever. Uh, but that's not the same as Satanism. What you're talking no. about is you're talking about the pro- the practice of human sacrifice, of of occult uh, rituals, things like that, that aren't generally accepted in our culture these days.
1: Well, well, like you know, the church saying, you know, I don't, I don't discriminate against anybody's religious beliefs. No, I mean, you're no of course not. But right. But when it involves Killing animals and digging up graves to collect human skulls. Then, Why? for me, I don't. I don't know if the Church of Satan, if Satan, if the Church of Satan, does that. Right, uh, and, and I, I mean, don't. I don't I know honestly don't know either. Yeah, and I'm not going to go con- contact them and ask. Them, you know, because in all honesty, you know, I, I see it as like Christianity. There's different sects of it, right? Yes. So, exactly. so this might just be something that a small group of people are doing i don't want to i don't want to accuse anybody of doing this but i but what i'm trying to say is that there there is evidence of a small group i don't know how many Mm -hmm. but they're doing this you know and i've i've tried to tell people this and all of a sudden it's like oh you're you're insane this is crazy nobody would do that Mm -hmm. Uh, but but you know don't,
0: don't, don't say nobody will because people have and will
1: do it again well, yeah, you know, and there is a there is a rising number of of occult activity like this all over North America, but the mm-hmm. media and the, and the authorities uh, don't want to pay any attention to it because who knows how how far these tentacles go? You know, they could be our neighbors; they could be in the the police departments and stuff like that. You know, right. it's you no, know, you don't know, for
0: sure, right, right, and, and it was one of those things where it seemed like it was it seemed like it was in the media's eye for a period of five or six years. I want to say in the late eighties and maybe mm-hmm. early nineties, I, I remember them talking a lot about it, but then it just disappeared. And for exactly. sure they folks didn't stop doing it.
1: Exactly. Like you're not going to just stop right off the bat. You know, you're going to stop uh-huh. talking about it once you start feeling pressure and, and, and that's, you know, and I'm not afraid to admit it. That's what happened to me. Right. Because, you know, I've, I've got a family and I don't want people, you know, being on my door at one thirty in the morning anymore. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, well, what
0: are you going to do? Right. Right. Well, the, the great thing it. is that the, the great thing is that you, you are at least courageous enough that you still have the information that you researched on, mm-hmm. on mystery press that, mm-hmm. that you didn't take it down that, you know, I, 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 I definitely can uh, sympathize with your position where you want to protect your family because I've got a family myself. Where you're, you're like I, you know, I've got to think about people other than just me. But at the same time, you're like, you know what? The internet's forever, man. It's out there now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, well, wow. good luck dealing with it now, right? <laughs> and and, that, and, and the, the great thing is, is is because of the things that you write about. Again, as I said, the internet 's forever, so it's there, but then also, if somebody looks at it and somebody stumbles a- across it, and then maybe that opens their eyes a little bit to where they see things that are going on around them and uh, oh, yeah, I remember reading about that or or you know if if you just if you let one if you educate one person, you know maybe that's mission accomplished you know it,
1: yeah, that's how I've always looked at it, right as long as one person reads what I've read in. And thinks about it, then I've already won the battle.
0: Mm-hmm. okay. so so what would you say, what, what do you want to be the goal with mystery press? What, what do you see as your end game with it? Where do you want to go from here with, with your website? I, I want to just
1: keep on going to the day I die until unless I hand over the keys to somebody else. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to keep on going. It, it'll always be a part of me. Mm-hmm. I I will always be working on it till the very end. Uh, I, I I can't really see myself doing anything else with it, right? Uh, right. Like I like I said before, it, it it's out there to educate and inform. And I guess uh, if if the world blows up or we have a situation like in the movie The Mist, then maybe it might stop.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of things are going to stop at that point. So.
1: Yeah. Because <laughs> then you know people would be like, "Hey, the mystery press was right," you know. <laughs>
0: so, so, but see, that's where I'm kind of getting to. Are, are you looking for? I, I how, do, how do you put this without sounding like a jerk? Are you looking for validation? Are you looking for uh, somebody to come across and say, "Hey, you're you're right about that"? Or are you just are you just putting the information out there for educational purposes? And whoever believes it believes it. Whoever doesn't, you don't care.
1: uh I, I'm just putting it out there for educational purposes. Like, like I said prior, like I don't, I don't care if I'm ever vindicated. I don't, I don't care if somebody's like, you know, hey, you're right. You know, you can believe it or you don't have to believe it. Uh, okay. It reminds me, it reminds me of the show uh, Jack The Night Stalker from okay. from the '70s. You know, everybody thought he was crazy, but he kept putting it out there, putting it out there. But some people believed him. I'm not saying I'm like, you know. Kojak, the Night Stalker, but as long as people are reading it with, a, with an open mind, and as long as people are asking questions, I'm—that's all I want. I'm not looking for a statue in a museum named after me. Like, <laughs> maybe maybe a plaque would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a plaque would be a bench with a plaque on it would be nice. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah that's with it, a, that's a plaque. <laughs>
0: That'd be nice. <laughs> Nothing pretentious or anything like that. You no, no. You're the to rest your dog. You know, those dogs are barking. Oh man. Well, hey, uh, MP, it's been awesome talking with you, man. Um, and I know you're. Uh, I know you're in the middle of writing a book right now. I've read the introduction to it and the first chapter. It is. Um, it's a great read from what I've seen so far, uh, and it's. Um, it's on a different subject than most people would probably be accustomed to um, to reading about. Why don't you go, go ahead and plug your book in, Pete?
1: Okay, uh, the book is entitled "Web of Deceit." It is it is a, a book that I've been researching for a very long time that I have experienced and and the, like like you said, it is it is completely off the rails from what I re- I. I actually report and talk about and I'm glad you've read the first uh, the introduction in the first chapter. <laughs> uh, I, I think I think 30 people have read it so mm-hmm. far. So, so that's 30 people. That's 30 people who who's, whose eyes have been opened and mission accomplished.
0: Awesome. Well, have
1: you gotten any feedback from it so far? Actually, I'm... no, nobody has commented on any of it. But I will say this, though. It is number 14 right now in conspiracy theory. On the top. Really? Of the series. Yeah. Which is which is amazing. Like, I honestly,
0: uh, I almost spit up my coffee this morning reading that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations, man. That's that's incredible. That's incredible. Well, and, and like I, like I said, the, the little bit that I've read of it, I really I really enjoyed. Um, it took me a little while to get into it, which I don't read a whole lot of. I don't I read a whole lot, but a lot of what I read is technical manuals, uh, recipe books, things like. that. I'm mm-hmm. really into food and things, like, so I don't I don't read a whole lot of of stories. Other than the stories that people send me for the podcast, and mm-hmm. I, it took me a minute or so to get into it, but once I got into it, I was like, "Man, this is this is really compelling stuff." So, I, I encourage yeah. everybody out there to to check it out. And we'll put a uh, if I can get a link from you, we'll put a link on the uh, on the podcast notes, so anybody that comes across it can can have a gander at it for sure. Perfect. Yeah, I'll be more than happy to give you a link to it. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, MP, I would like to thank you for being on the show this week, man. Uh, it's been an absolute me. pleasure. Yes, sir. It's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, hopefully this won't be the last time we chat. So um looking forward to any kind of future communications with you, man. Oh, believe me, you'll have you'll have plenty of future communications with me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome.
1: Awesome. And I'd well, like to say this. Yes, sir. The number one podcast in the field of paranormal
0: activity. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. As we, you know, I, I'm not real polished. I'm, I'm just one guy doing what I can. But uh, what I, I like to feel like, you know, I get, I get my point across to folks, and I try to be open to folks and, and help other folks out too. So I appreciate you saying that. Really do. Hey, you're, you're very welcome, Matt. You've earned it. <laughs> Thanks, MP. Awesome. <laughs> Well, guys, that's going to do it for this week's episode of True Paranormal, the podcast. I would like to thank my guest, MP, for sitting down with us and having a nice conversation this afternoon. Really enjoyed that. If you guys get a chance, be sure to check out his website at themysterypress.wordpress.com. That's themysterypress.wordpress.com. And we're going to put some links to that in our show notes. So you guys be sure to stop by and check it out and say hi to him. And also give him a follow on Twitter and uh, let him know that you guys are out there. There's a lot of interesting things on his website. Be sure to check us out on Facebook at True paranormal Podcast. And give us a like and check out some of our articles and links that we have there as well as any of our old episodes. And if you've got any stories or any experiences that you'd like to share with us, that's a great place to do it. Just send us a message or send us an email at trueparanormalpodcast at gmail.com. That's trueparanormalpodcast at gmail.com. Additionally, if you're listening to us on iTunes, be sure to give us a rating and a review there. Every little bit helps us out, and it feels great to know that you guys are out there listening to us. We're also on Twitter, and we're on YouTube, and all kinds of other places. So wherever you guys happen to see us, give us a shout out. Let us know that you folks are out there, and we can definitely connect with you. We love chatting with you guys. I'd like to thank all you guys for joining us this week and every week for that matter. And be sure to join us next week for another episode of True Paranormal, the podcast.